cliffcentral.com Why sebele tachelete and the kata tachelete and the why sebele tachelete umutware hante and the why sebele tachelete and the kata tachelete and the why sebele tachelete umutware hante and the now I'm ready. <laughs> all right, let's go. How are you, first of all? Good morning. Yes, I'm well, thank you. Um, good. Very good. But sunburnt this weekend. Where did you go? I was in Waterfall Boven, which is up near Nelspreet somewhere. What were you doing there? Mountain biking. Oh, you see? Running. Adventure. Rock climbing. Sure, look at you. With uh, lots of sun. You <laughs> live a sunburnt. very balanced life. I mean, you play oh, you. as hard as you work. I try. Yeah. <laughs> She tries. All right, let's start with uh, the RAND, please. Oh, because let's let's talk about October, right? So in October, the RAND lost 4%. Although I just want to say that at the beginning of October, the RAND actually did strengthen. Um, and then, of course, the budget was in October. And pre-budget, the RAND was 13.26 post well, on Friday, let's call it Friday, the RAND traded at 1421. So that's almost a full RAND we lost between budget and end of the month. I mean, thank goodness, though, because, well, not thank goodness, but there's an upside to it, I should say. The All Share Index, which is our kind of benchmark index for the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, was up 5.7% in October. So that's good. How glad are you now that you're invested? Our fund, I think we did over 6%, actually. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, most of that, though, was driven by the Rand Hedge shares again, obviously. Naspers was up 16% for the month. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And considering it makes up, what, 20% of our market, that means out of the 5.7%, Naspers alone put put through 3.2%. So the rest of the market really just lagging, quite frankly. What do you predict the, the Rand is going to do in the next month? Oh, your guess is as good as mine, right? Currency trading is the most volatile, the most difficult to project. I mean, I have a view that it will weaken a bit more. That's my view. And I think there's a lot going on politically. And sometimes the market tends to ignore what's going on in politics. But I think where we are now, you actually can't ignore it. And I think the foreigners... Well, that's all this country has right now, Anthea. It's politics, it's right? We, politics. Yeah, we don't have economic growth. No. So <laughs> yeah, that's all we can focus on. Um, so I'm afraid I think the rent is going to weaken. I think foreigners are getting a bit fed up with what's going on. You, you know, there's no growth. There's no plan for growth. There's big deficits in the budget. Uh, they don't like this. And I'm a little bit worried on the 24th, which is in... 18 days' time, that we're going to get downgraded. <coughs> Don't forget, we've still got that hanging over our heads. And yep. if that happens, well, then the currency is definitely going to weaken. Hmm. And and you know how the market works, right? We work forward. So we always plan ahead. And p- people like me are thinking that if we get downgraded, we're already planning for weaker currency. So actually, I'm not a huge RAND trader. Um, I sometimes put on hedges, but the currency traders are probably – Trading towards a weaker rand, so that's why I think right. the rand is going to weaken. Okay. But before we move on, just Naspers bought. You know they own um, an advertising business called OLX, and they mm. bought. I have to tell you, Auto Trader. They're I buddies know. of yours, eh? I know. Yeah. I, I sent George Meany a congratulations. In fact, I think they're on today at nine o'clock, oh. ten o'clock, um, and they will be. Uh, they'll be doing the Auto Central show, but now they are in 
a merger with uh, OLX. A nice company. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I don't know what um, OLX paid for it, but yeah, very excited. We must well, ask we could, George. We see to what George in. drives in on today. When George rolls in in a plush uh, suit. I think George is coming in on a in a helicopter today. Oh, I think he had an, I think he had a very good payday last week. George shall be teleporting himself to studio. Yeah. But yeah. there we go. Good for them. I like them. I, I'm I'm very happy for them. Before we it's move terrific. on, can I just talk a little bit about currencies because I noticed something last week and you know I don't often talk about Bitcoin. Yeah. But in Zimbabwe, Bitcoin is now trading at $10,000 per coin, as opposed to the rest of the world where it's trading, what, I think 6700 or 7000 Are you Are you really? Yes. So it looks How? like Zimbabweans have now taken on Bitcoin as their currency because the Zim dollar is rubbish. The US dollar, it's hard to get hold of. Um, and so now they're trading Bitcoins. And there's a nice little arbitrage if anyone cares to do it. You can buy Bitcoin at $7,000 and sell it in Zim for ten. But why oh. don't Zim just buy bitcoins like the rest of the world does? Because they don't have money. <laughs> but so, yeah, but you, uh, surely a bitcoin's a bitcoin, and and surely if you if you're selling it online, you can't charge. Yes, they can. Who? So, so I. So, 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 so yeah. it's so, only online. You can't just you can't take a bitcoin over the Limpopo border. But you can. You can arbitrage it across exchanges, right? So, like Naspers, or let's think about Steinoff is is listed in on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange and on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. And At different you prices? Can, um, slightly different prices. Obviously, the one's in Rand and the other one is in Euros. But at some stage, there is an arbitrage opportunity. So okay. you can swap. How did you get your Bitcoin? Vinnie Lingham gave you a Bitcoin. How did he yeah. give it to you? He gave he it to me. He sent it to you through a wallet, yeah. right? No, and you didn't pay for it. But in this yeah. instance, you could pay for it. Yeah. So... Zimbabweans are paying a lot more for it. And I think it's... When will these guys catch a break? I know, right? Shame. <laughs> Shame. They can't even buy... Bitcoin's meant to be one price for everyone. Mm-mm. No. And I think the, the other thing is that mining Bitcoin is very um, electricity intensive, right? The usage yeah. of electricity. And so you can't just go and mine. So they're actually trying to buy... On a different exchange. Right. Anyway. Well, I bought some the other day. I've cashed out nicely, thank you. We've taken profits. And mm-hmm. Anthony, you were just talking about dollars being hard to come by. I was thinking about it because I was up in Africa recently, or higher Africa. Obviously, we live in Africa. <laughs> um, is it like for the U.S. all that all the dollars that are in other countries as like official tender, basically, is that costly to their economy? Because think if they got to make notes, but then their notes aren't actually theirs. They just they get taken away. I, I'm not sure how using U.S. dollars outside of the U.S. works. I know that in South Africa, if you hold foreign currency, foreign tender, it's actually illegal. So you're only allowed to have foreign currency when you're about to travel, I think a month or two before you leave the country. And you're only allowed to hold it for, I think it is two months when you return. So you're, the idea is that you're always putting it back into the central bank and yeah. the central bank controls it. Sure, but I mean, I was in Kigali paying with dollars at a supermarket. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I don't know how that works. Um, but it's like all over. I, I mean, I'm if you sure watch Narcos, legal. they were always paying for drugs in dollars and they were always having like hmm. bags of dollars. Yeah. So definitely expensive for the country. So, like, right? so, so much of their money is elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. Very, very peculiar situation. I'm not sure exactly how it works. I don't think it's legal, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Make US dollars American again. <laughs> That's, That's the next start. thing, you see. 
All right, shall we move on then? Because there's lots of news. Um, so a little bit of macro news. First of all, some good news. Our South African trade surplus eased to $4 billion. I mean, it's slightly lower than we expected from $6 billion, But at least we have a trade surplus. Um, exports fell by 1.6% in September and imports rose, which gave us the nice trade surplus as opposed to the trade deficit. That's the first hmm. thing. And then some bad news, I'm afraid. The South African unemployment rate came in and it remained unchanged at 27.7%. So we now have 6.2 million people without jobs in South Africa. We did create 92,000 jobs, but we lost 113,000. Um, and I'm afraid the expanded definition of unemployment is now at 36.8%. Over a third oh my God. of our population, the whole population is unemployed. Not good. Well, it's it's shocking. It's, it's I, this. I, I think this is South Africa's biggest. Well, <laughs> and then there's corruption and and and. But economically, I think this is one of the biggest problems. I I really think that it's a boiling pot and just waiting to explode. There's no way. That you can run a country, a happy country, with so many people unemployed, living below the breadline, and think that things are going to be okay and calm. I mean, I think at some stage there might be a little bit of a revolt. Yeah. Well, the other thing that uh, – I got two emails. I sent them on to you last night mm. from people who want to know about tax. We'll get to that later on. But um, – U.S. non-farm payrolls, talking yes. about jobs and unemployment. Because that came out on Friday, incle- increased. Uh, so the U.S. created 261,000 jobs last month. We were expecting 310. Don't forget the month before, they actually lost jobs because of the two hurricanes they had. Um, it was a bit disappointing, I'll tell you that. Um, we were expecting more jobs. The unemployment rate is now near a 17-year low in the U.S., 4.1%. Hmm. So not terrible, right? Um, the problem, again, is that hourly earnings have slipped um, by one, one cent, which is basically unchanged in percentage terms, um, but the market not loving this number. I think, in my opinion, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't often speculate, but it looks to me like – this job cycle or, or this kind of continued creation of jobs in the U.S. is coming to an end. So their run is coming to an end. I'd love to see what Trump's going to say about this because I think they've got a couple more months of job creation and then they'll start losing again. I mean, it depends on how obviously they manage their economy, but I can't imagine that they'd go much lower than 4.1% unemployment rate. Hmm. And then just the last macro news, the Bank of England raised interest rates on Thursday for the first time since the summer of 2007. They effectively doubled their bank repo rate from 25 basis points, so a quarter of a percent, to half a percent. So 10 sure. years um, of very, very low mortgage payments have suddenly doubled in the UK. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think they're still okay, though, because... Um, the Bank of England was saying that they're probably not going to raise interest rates that quickly. They're kind of stuck between um, I- inflation higher than they wanted. So they're a- aiming for 2% inflation. They're about 3 and 3.1% at the moment. And growth not as good as it used to be. So 1.7% GDP growth per annum. And they're used to around 2.5%, you know, kind of this post. They, they, they call it post-World War growth number. Mm-hmm. Um so the Bank of England, a little bit nervous, but they felt it was time to raise interest rates anyway. Okay. And then in uh, the U.S., we've got more company news. 
not more, lots, and not just lots of company news, the big ones, right? So we had Facebook. I mean, I'm just going to touch on them, right? Because okay, there's, there's a lot of detail here. So Facebook revenue rose by, wait for it, 49%. That's I mean, amazing. Why, you like this? <laughs> why don't I own that company? Most of it really video, um, advertising. So they were talking a lot about that, both Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg saying, that they weren't expecting video advertising growth to be that large. And they feel like they're getting to the limit of how much video advertising they can put on. But she was saying, I think, if I remember the number correctly, that 79% of 15-second videos on Facebook get watched to the end and mostly with sound on. I find that amazing. I never watch a Facebook video, uh, uh, um, advert, like never. <laughs> Neither do skip. I. And, and if it does come on, I just go to the next yeah. yeah but Anthea, how many times has Facebook lied to us though? A lot. Oh, oh so yeah. Mark Zuckerberg was saying, okay, maybe it wasn't, wasn't him lying about the Russian scandal. Mm-hmm. And so there was a huge issue about, um, all of that. And he, uh, there's like lots of controversy based. Them and Twitter and Google. Yep. What, what happened on Google? I don't know. Also, mm. fake news. Advertising. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so for the third quarter, Facebook made in revenue, $10.14 billion. <laughs> That's just wow. unbelievable. So what has that done to the share price? Um, initially, I know aftermarket, because they report aftermarket, it was down about a percent, but then the next day it was up again 2%. Okay. Yeah, so no, they're, they're doing just fine. One of the other companies that uh, are reported, which we own a tiny share in because they're owned by, nice pairs, tiny, tiny share, Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, they reported, unfortunately, a loss because they've spent quite heavily on the ramp up of this, of this model three that they released last year. They made a loss of $619.4 million. Hmm. Uh, compare that to the net income of about $22 million. So big gap there. But the company said they are still sitting on a cash balance of $3.5 billion, not million dollars. Wow. And they're expecting to spend on capital expenditure. For the Model 3 ramp up of production coming up now, a billion dollars in the next quarter. <laughs> These numbers are just almost ridiculous, actually. And I see that they finally are releasing the Tesla truck on the 16th of November. So next oh, week. Yeah? yeah. Is this something people are looking forward to? I think the so. The Tesla yes. truck? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, there's a lot of talk about it at the moment on the internet and, from a company or an analyst perspective, not so much. I'm kind of like, oh, yes, that's all fun and exciting. But is it going to generate revenue? Because not even the Model right. 3 really is, right? So I think people who like that kind of thing, yes. All right. Ask George Meany. He'll know, right? I'll ask George. <laughs> yeah. uh, MasterCard? Yes. So they also reported quarterly earnings. I mean, it is reporting season. They generated revenue of $3.4 billion. These numbers are staggering. It is incredible. Up 18% year on year. It's just incredible. Net income rose 21% year on year. So they are just making absolutely huge profits. And not only that, but it's about the third quarter in a row that these companies are beating expectations. These U.S. companies, so you know how it works, right? We all go, this is the company, we know how much money they made last quarter and all the quarters before that, and so we're going to predict what they're going to make next quarter. And they just keep beating expectations, even though we raise our expectations in accordance with what's happened in the past. I think it's something like 
At the moment, 78% of companies in the U.S. have beat expectations consistently for the last almost a year. Wow. So that, that, that economy is doing fantastically well. At least those companies are doing okay. exceptionally well. Um, Pfizer, the guys yes. who make the Viagra. <laughs> oh, that's their claim to fame. That's all they do. Well, they also do the Prevnar vaccine, which is a big one for them, if anyone cares. Cause nah, <laughs> it accounted nah. for 11.5% of revenue. No, no, nah. no one cares. <laughs> Moving on then. Viagra. Um, they grew revenue by just 1%, unfortunately, in the quarter. So not that great. Um, but again, staggering numbers, uh, $13.17 billion, pretty much in line with what the market thought. Net income, though, they managed to double to $2.8 billion. So great that they're making, I mean, decent number on the revenue, but exceptional number on the profit, you know, right. so maintaining costs very well. Okay, the biggie, um, Apple. Yeah, talk about the biggie. Do you want to guess how much money they made in one quarter in three months in revenue? Billions and um, billions <laughs> and billions. Spot on. In fact, 52 billions. Wow. And billions. My goodness. <laughs> Not only that, but can I just say that they're ex- this is the Christmas season coming up, right? So the next quarter, they're expecting to make $84 billion <laughs> for three months of trading. <laughs> they love Christmas. These guys love Christmas. So... um. Pretty much in line with expectations, all categories of product except for the iPad recorded a year-on-year sequential growth, so continued growth. iPad, I'm afraid, sales fell by 10% quarter-on-quarter, so the iPad kind of falling out of favor at the moment. Macs were exceptional, revenue up 25% year-on-year, but that's also because they've got back to school. They had back to school in September, and I think that just drove kind of computer sales for them. Also, services up hugely, um, and then they're all very excited about the iPhone 10, which I keep wanting to call the iPhone X. Yeah. Mm. Follow what you want, Anthony. None of us are going to get it. No one cares. No. <laughs> At $1,000. Why not, Ben? <laughs> Cheap at the price, no? Yeah, but it's more expensive here and Zimbabwe. <laughs> um, what do you mean? How much is it here? It'll be… 20-something thousand? 26,000 mm. rand or something. It's been equated to half a kidney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in, in, the third, in the third world, you always quote uh, vital organs. How can our tax be 100%? Our tax is surely not 100% on technology. The currency, I just told you, is 1421 at $1,000. Yes, people put their own margins in. And then Zuckerberg will take money business. as well somehow. <laughs> yeah. What is Zuckerberg? Oh ben, no. Goodness. Zuckerberg has Confusing. nothing to do with F. Yeah, it's nice, nice story, <laughs> buddy. You'll find a way. <laughs> You really hate him. Anyway, forget the iPhone X or 10, whatever you want to call it. Apparently, Tim Cook says the iPhone 8 is by far the most popular iPhone to date. Yeah, you know what the guy who started Apple with uh, Steve Jobs said? It's basically exactly the same as the iPhone 6. (laughs) (laughs) But no one talks to him anymore. He eats a sandwich in the car park. Look, he's he's probably not lying. So hang on. Apple released the iPhone 8 and the 10 at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, slick. And, and then forgot them. <laughs> that really annoys me that they forgot the nine. <laughs> just yeah, there isn't a nine. <laughs> so irritating. Forget about it. All right. Um, just quickly, there are a couple of questions people asked, um, and we've got a minute or two to address them. So someone sent an email in about a tax in South Africa okay. and how it works. So, Gareth, I am no tax expert, but I know that he's asking about – Registering his company in a 
um, lower tax generating or lower tax um, company, a uh, country, sorry. And of course, we spoke about Mauritius, um, which is 5%, 3%, sorry, Monaco, which is 5%. Um, I don't think you can generate revenue in South Africa and pay tax somewhere else. It's called uh, tax evasion. But if you are a global company and you are generating revenue from around the globe, then I don't see a problem. And we did have Gordon Stewart in here a while ago or on the phone, right? He phoned us from Mauritius and gave us a little bit of an update. And I don't know where that podcast is. Maybe we should get him back in. Yeah, it would be a good idea to bring him in anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll message Especially him. now that there's change afoot. Oh, and he's got a lot to say. And, um, yeah, so I'll message him today and ask him to come, come on and cool. call in again and That's give us great. a little update on how to start a company in Mauritius. He's the guy we use. Um, very good, very good guy. But I, I'm no tax expert, not by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Anything else you want to address before we close it up? And there was one other email. Um, they want to know what we recommend for long for life. It's so annoying because the share has gone, it listed where four and I think somewhere around there, went all the way to 675 and has come back to 499 last time I checked last week. And I've held it all the way through. Um, they've done three deals already, Sorbet, Hold Sport, and then another one. I like this company. I mean, if you look at the valuation, it's probably on about 425, like from a, how much cash they've got compared to the companies they bought, etc. But I think Brian Joffe probably has lots of plans afoot, and he's managed to build it from what he started on a two billion rand company. It's now five or six billion rand, like in a very short space of time. So I'm just going to hold on to my shares a bit longer, even though I'm really annoyed at what's happened to the share price. Cool. Okay. All right, Anthea, sounds good. It's a lot for us to chew on in the meantime. It was a lot. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you, Anthea Gardner, and a look at your money. Cliffcentral.com.